Welcome to Is a Hot Dog a Sandwich? Today we will be discussing communism, for or against, and which one thing would we do to make the world a better place? Now, this is your host, Ethan Roy Keynes, yes, EBC, sir. and with the man, Jedediah Gabriel Watkins, JGW, the legend. How are you doing today, sir? I'm feeling good, you know. I'm feeling very connected to my comrades, to the people around me. Because if you can't tell, I'm for communism today and I am going all in. Call me Karl Marx, but not like that because I'm sure I don't actually know if he's a good or a bad guy. So I'm just going to keep it on the level. <laughs> so, how's your week been, Jed? My week's been fantastic. My week has been really good and I've been looking forward to recording this for a minute. Uh, I had a game on Sunday. I'm feeling a little bit better than bruised from that. But other than that, I'm feeling wonderful. How about yourself? I am splendid. Mm. I've been looking at our analytics and I want to do a shout out. Yeah. Uh, as every week, I'm going to make it my tradition to shout out a new country mm-hmm. if we could continue to get a new country. So today I'm going to be shouting out India. Thank you to our Indian listeners. Uh, I was surprised when it popped up, but uh, I appreciate uh, the listens and your time. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favourite cuisines in the world. And we actually discussed this on our other podcast, at Motivational Moments, uh, London, you can find us on Instagram, uh, where we talk about motivation, mm-hmm. uplifting people, and we have Fabian's Five Minutes of Food. If you're Ooh. listening, shout out to you, Fabian. Um, yeah, Indian cuisine. Shout out to Gulab Jamun. Uh, both of myself and Jed shared in this experience not too long ago. Mm-hmm. Are you ready to talk about our topics today? Yeah, One, first of all, I want to back you on shouting out India and our Indian listeners. Shout out to you guys, you're amazing, and shout out to India in general. You guys are currently too good at cricket. Can you relax and stop winning all the games that I'm watching? Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm ready, I'm in. I'm ready to go. So, Jed is going to be for communism today. Yes, sir. Comrade. Mm-hmm. Time is on the clock on you. Okay, so I was going to start with a joke about communism. But unfortunately, communist jokes don't work unless everybody gets it. Let's go. I'm in. Um, <laughs> right? It's a good... <laughs> so, Get out. <laughs> so if you guys don't know, the basis of communism, because to be honest, it's been slandered by people who don't know what communism is. They just seem to throw all liberals or left-leaning people in the same group they put socialists and communists in the same group and all communists are socialists but not all socialists are communists because communism is i think quite a far version of potentially what socialism is right and communism basically comes down to equal ownership equal opportunity equal society right the whole concept is remove privatization remove uh company ownership private ownership Everything belongs to everyone. The people have the same amount of ownership as the leadership. And leadership kind of falls under the same bracket as the people. And I really don't see an issue with that. Right now, if you look at the world, 10% of the people own 90% of the wealth and the resources. How the hell is that even fair? How in the world does that make sense that there is a tiny proportion of people who own the whole world pretty much? Under communism, that doesn't exist. 100% of the people own 100% of the things. Bro, tell me right now that you wouldn't want to own the shard. I would like to own part of the shard. Exactly, right? (laughs) Under communism, we could own the shard. We could own the Empire State Building. Bro, we could own the Superdome and Gillette Field. Well, Gillette probably wouldn't exist. (laughs) (laughs) But bro, you can't... I can't imagine 
how much better the world would be if we all had equal share, equal ownership, and an equal goal to build the society for one. Ooh. Yeah, man. Started funny and finished hard and serious. I like that. Go! Like that. Interesting number of points, particularly around equal ownership, equal opportunity as the world continues to change. Mm-hmm. Um, equality is something that is emerging and uh, as it should be. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> to what extent would we like to see that happen? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to start my two minutes against communism. So we speak about equal ownership, equal opportunity, equal distribution. The only way to achieve equal distribution is to have some form of centralized control. There needs to be a facility which distributes and determines what that equal distribution looks like. Now, if we just did it from a land sake, I would say that owning part of a mountain is not the same as owning part of a farmland. Um, And therefore, while someone may have the same amount of space, they might not have the same opportunity or same opportunities uh, to, to take action on that space. Communism is an ideology of liberation, but as Russia, China, uh, Korea, Vietnam has shown repeatedly, it has created uh, systems of oppression. (laughs) And I know I take it to a dark place regularly, so... (laughs) 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 Um, Communism is difficult, and I'm not going to say impossible because Mm. I don't like to to speak in definitives, that is the way of a Sith. Um, talking ideals you're completely right compelling people to give up their hard earned land and money is incredibly difficult if someone is choosing to work at their absolute peak every single day because they want everyone to to benefit then why should someone who's working less hard have the the same amount of ownership property uh, quality not quality of life everyone deserves a good quality of life Um, but ownership of property (laughs) It requires a concentration of power to uplift and time and time again, the people who are at the top um, and that are in charge of this concentration of power have repeatedly done the people wrong. Mm. And that is central to poor ways of life and poor living. That's my time. I like it. I like it. It's it's funny. And I'm going to give it a break, break right here because for the past four minutes, we've just been dropping quite a lot of... uh, nuanced and complex points and I think we need to give the listeners a, a chance to, to break down what we've just said because there's a lot and you have to think and it takes you into a space where you think what is right what really is right how do we govern people correctly absolutely and I don't know if there's a society today that have it right like there are there are societies and, and communities and and cultures that have really good ways of doing some things yeah. but I couldn't say there's a single country or society in the world today that does everything right Uh-oh. so there are strengths to capitalism there are strengths to communism and it's I think this conversation, however long it's had for and whoever it's had by, really incites interesting points. There are, there are so many things that you think about, you're like, oh, communism could work. And then at times you're like, oh, what's going on with that, you know? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yeah, uh, just, just interesting points. Yeah, before I go on to speak about some of the, the benefits of communism, I think I'll, I'll add that on to the end because I don't want to take away anything from your points at the moment. Yeah. Are you ready to go into your final minute? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think I am. I think I am. 
Thank yeah, you. Let's hear it. Okay, first of all, yeah, the people that demonise communism also the same people that talk about snowflakes and talk about social justice warriors and uh, identity politics. These people don't even understand what communism is. They just band it all together with Hitler thinking it's the same. They band it all together with Chairman Mao. The person opposite me, my very best friend, one of the closest people in my, in my life, just did it when he mentioned Russia, North Korea, China. None of those things are actually communist. They may say they are communist, but China is maybe the biggest capitalist nation in the world. When they take their market to other countries, they do not take communism. They take dangerous capitalism. They take market overload, right? So that's not communism in any way. But I will claim some communist stats right here. Cuba is a communist nation, apparently, and they have 99.75% literacy, the highest literacy rate in the Western world. But also, without communism, we wouldn't have Black Widow as a character because Black Widow was formed within the Soviet Union. I'm going to finish with that. You guys go watch the movie. <laughs> Black Widow is a fantastic movie. Yeah. I, I really, really enjoyed it. It's got um, one of my, uh, i say, more recent favourite actors. Um, he also stars in Stranger Things, if you've seen that. Oh, what's um, his name? I am David something. Ah, oh, David Harbour. Oh, yes. Yes, David Harbour. <laughs> <laughs> He's fantastic. Okay, I'm going to get into my final minute. Please do. I want to start off by saying that China is not a communist country in the current iteration. <laughs> and I wanted to clear that up. China a long time ago was a communist nation, but by all definition, it is. it can no longer be seen as a communist nation. There is not, uh, a dis there's not equally distributed no. ownership of anything in that country. No. Um, I also wanted to talk about... Uh, incentives to work hard if someone else is not working as hard as you why would you work harder yeah. to receive the same thing that is one of the key difficulties of communism mm. i also want to highlight something in 1988 uh, the soviet football team won its first uh, olympics or second olympics actually uh, as a football team wow that was the year that communism ended in that country so if anything working as a team is actually better out of communism as it is because they won this little cup um, Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> there is a famous communism saying, they pretended to work, we pretended to pay. Communism is an illusion. Wow, I <laughs> finished strong! He finished strong! I wanted to touch on uh, some of the <laughs> successes of communism, some, of the, some, some things that I perceive to be success. And yeah. you spoke about uh, Cuba, um, and Cuba has one of the best known and most well-respected uh, programs for doctors and medicine mm -hmm. and they actively have programs in which they send their doctors to other countries they say once you've completed this you have to give i think it's a year yeah um to another country and they provide amazing healthcare around the world and that is something that is born of communism yeah also to speak on uh, some of the arts that came out of uh, the uh, particularly the Soviet Union's mm -hmm. uh, period as well as one of my favorite sports of all time chess yeah. uh karpov one of the greatest chess players ever mm -hmm. came out of the Soviet Union. And that is because they banded very well effectively. Americans were uh, particularly, and I'm going to talk about this because of the Cold War, uh, America versus uh, the Soviet Union and its iteration. Uh, until Bobby Fischer, the Soviet Union was incredibly dominant. And that's because they did not care about their individual goals. It was about winning for the Soviet Union. Mm -hmm. And that group and communal effort is something that we can take out of communism, I would hope. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, I think there are some there are definitely are some 
some notions from communism that really work, but also a lot of those notions exist in a, in a vaster sense of like socialism, right? Absolutely. Um, and it's that thing you spoke about doctors, right? And that they're great schemes that they have. Equal opportunity for all means equal education for all, right? Absolutely. It means these nine grand a year uh, fees that we're paying to go to English universities don't exist in a communist world. It means in certain US universities, you have to pay $50,000 a year to go to university. In a communist society, you would pay zero to go to that same university and have the same opportunities. So there are some bits where you're like, oh, that really works. And there are some bit that if, bits that I think if you didn't call it communism first, you just told them what the, the principle was, what the, the ethic was, uh, people would be like, oh, good idea. And so I think the demonization of it is a problem. Absolutely. There are problems with it, as we've seen. Um, the communism that now apparently exists in current world doesn't exist. What Karl Marx envisioned in 1848 no longer exists within modern communism. Uh, and that's shown with like places like China. We're never going to be able to go to China, clearly. <laughs> if this episode blows up, we will never be we able to go to China. <laughs> from all troubles. Um, but guys, we would love to know what you think about communism. And what you think, you know, what is, what would you say currently is the best social system for running a society? Or do you have a system that you potentially would, would like to create to, to make a, a better world and, a, and a, a more equal and connected world, which I think we all deserve to to exist in. How lovely. Mm. Um, I like that because we can segue very smoothly into how we can make the world a kinder place. Ooh. Now, this is something I'm really excited about. We both read a book called uh, This Book Will Make You Kinder. Yep. And it speaks about uh, different ways of thinking and puts forward to you as the reader how you can afford to be more kind, yeah. whether it's taking a moment of your day or putting yourself in someone else's shoes. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to start my two minutes by helping you guys put yourself in someone else's shoes. So my idea, is, in short, is called the neighbour exchange. So you will be paired up with a random person that lives within, let's say, five houses of you. Um, whether you live in apartments or flats, it could be two floors up, two floors down. Um, and once to twice a week, you will uh, potentially do one of a number of things. You could eat with a neighbour, you could uh, host them or you could go and visit them. And you can share time with them, you'll get to know them. You could also do something with or for your neighbour, whether you go out and do an activity, whether it's like you go and play football with them because they're a similar age to you and you, you, you like five aside, or you go and watch a game, or they need something. They need uh, to do, you to do the shopping for them. They've had a really long day. They need you to come and make a cup of tea for them. Mm-hmm. Give them your company and time. Mm. I think that this would be incredibly beneficial for a number of reasons, including stories. Now... I lived in a maisonette, which is essentially a fancy word for a, a block of flats with one set of stairs. Mm-hmm. And I met a number of incredible people that if I didn't go out of my way to introduce them, no, if my mother didn't go out of my way to introduce me to these people, I would have never known. Mm-hmm. So one, I would like to highlight a, a guy called Jimmy. He was uh, the owner of a laundrette, the most lovely man. He was always very, like, incredibly warm, but he also had a business that he ran. Mm-hmm. And rather than going to someone that I don't know, a bit further afield, I would go to him and say, Jimmy, I've got this. Can you help me out with this? And we would exchange money and then it would come back to me. It was, we were supporting the local community and building it through that connection. We also shared food together. Um, he made incredible Turkish flatbread. My mom is an incredible cook and we shared that moment. And I learned more about Turkish people and they learned more about us as mixed race people, white people. Um, and it's just, it's lovely. It helps close that age and race gap that we are seeing in society. And unfortunately, that is the end of my time. 
I was captivated. I can't even lie. I was just sitting there listening because that sounds like a lovely scheme. That sounds really wonderful. I'm just, I want to live in that world. I really want to live in that world. That's, you know what? I'm just going to burn my notes. <laughs> Whatever I say about this uh, in the next two minutes won't equal that. That's beautiful. That is wonderful. Thank you so much. See, I don't like that you talk about my friend Jed like that because he says wonderful things all of the time. And I am incredibly, incredibly ready to hear the wonderful, joyous things that you're about to bring to this podcast let's do it i'm ready okay so mine isn't as practical as yours i would say it's not as big a thing or could be a bigger thing my scheme to make the world a kind of place is to make marvel movies universally available (laughs) and almost mandatory in education right the reason why is the marvel cinematic universe and comics as a as a vast whole right talking about black sands entertainment who are doing some incredible things with black creators uh Talking about Detective Comics, who, you know, are okay. And Marvel, who I think are the superstars, especially in the movie world, right? You deal in these movies with some real ethics, morality. You deal with issues that on the surface just look like space travel and all this. But when you get down to it, you you see a a villain like Killmonger. You realise, oh damn, there are two sides to every story. I know a lot of people who look at Killmonger and they're like, no, he's right. He's right, we should do what Killmonger did. And it shows that... First of all, you've got to take people for their substance. You can't just look at a villain and be like, that's a villain. You've got to look at someone and be like, what do they have to say? And I think if that, that aspect is taught from a young age, this duality that we get, this, this communist are the, the, the evil people and capitalists are the angels, right? That kind of narrative, which, which we've segued away from, um, it, it doesn't exist so much when you show that, no, we can come together, we can connect and try to meet a middle ground, right? which isn't what Killmonger was trying to do, but <laughs> understanding that person helps understand where they're coming from and potentially meeting in, in, a, in a beautiful place. You have someone like Captain America who treats morals, but also doesn't treat to be stuck in the sand. In Captain America Winter Soldier, when he finds out that the world he's living in is a lie, he changes to try and make it a better place, even though it means going against his country, which, you know, could be a conversation for another day. <laughs> Thanos. Thanos, if you were to understand Thanos as a villain, he deals with an incredible amount of ethics. How do we handle overpopulation? These issues, they seem trivial in the movies, but actually represent real life. And that's, uh, that's my first two minutes. That's really, really <laughs> wonderful. Thank you for adding so much uh, depth to the stories brought out by, by Marvel. And they mm-hmm. were also written in a, a time of uh, vast division mm-hmm. and change, such as uh, Black Panther, which you actually mentioned in the previous podcast, um, <laughs> is a hot dog. Uh, beep, 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 beep. Um, <laughs> I implore you to go and check it out. Um, Marvel is amazing. And like you say, uh, there is so much more nuance to mm-hmm. everyone as a human being. Someone might say and come up with something that you maybe disagree on on the front side, mm-hmm. but until you really understand where their beliefs come from, you cannot connect with them and you cannot forge a relationship with them, which I believe, and I think we believe, is mm-hmm. is uh, key to having a more cohesive, loving, and successful world. Yeah. This is a lovely topic. Yeah, it's really nice. It's really nice. I hope you guys are enjoying it as much as we are because we're really, we're really enjoying this, this time right now. There's a lot of love in this room. So I'm going to go into my final minute and I'm going to go back to my mother. She's a wonderful human being. Yes, she is. At the moment, my mum is a, a gardener in um, a town in which she lives. I'm going to not say that for privacy reasons, but um, she gardens for a number of elderly uh, women who are often unable to get outside of the house. And now if you recognise the last year, there have been issues with COVID, which is incredibly dangerous for people over 70, 80, and in some of these cases, 90. 
Um, there are two women that lost their friendship because they didn't know how to see each other. They forgot where the other person's dress, address was. They actually met as uh, mothers. They took their children to the same school every day. And my mum was able to reconnect these two women. If we are able to know our neighbours more deeply, mm. we can make and build the connections and understand uh, the families within our community and share that culture and lived experience. We can share those stories and we can make sure that the kindness of strangers is never forgotten and continually built upon. I really wish that I had yeah. more than a minute to make these <laughs> yeah. points. And maybe we should come back to this. If you guys have enjoyed this, yeah. please let us know. Um, I'm not going to hold up anymore because I would love to hear Jed's final minute. Well, one thing I would I'd just like to say on top of that is uh, there are societies currently where neighbourhoods are communities, right? Mm. There are certain parts of the world where your neighbourhood is your family. The people who live closest to you are the people who are closest to you. And I think the more roads, the more buildings we put up, we find naturally that division is almost promoted. Yeah. Privacy is seen as the most important thing of a living arrangement as opposed to connection. Privacy is seen as the safe option. And we are sometimes taught to fear our closest people, the people who are physically closest to us, right? Uh, we don't want our neighbours seeing into our houses. We don't want, you know, in certain cities, I remember going to New Orleans, there were balconies that were literally like a metre away from each other. And you could probably just sit on the balcony and talk to someone. That sounds like a lovely idea. That sounds like a really beautiful community to live in and one that I would want to live in. But, you know, with these sky rises and with bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger roads and houses, we almost lock ourselves away in our own cages. Absolutely. And, and privacy is kind of sold as a dream of what you want, the more successful you get, the further away you can get from people and the bigger your house can be so you can be in your own space. But I feel with that comes a loss of human connection to the person around you. Let me just, let me just, everyone take a second. <laughs> I'm going to leave this open. <laughs> yeah, I'm, 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 yeah, I'm feeling a lot of love right now. Yeah. I'm feeling a lot of love. Um, yeah, I'm ready to go. <laughs> I'm ready to get to my last minute. About to tear up. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic, thank you. So one thing that I think Marvel does really well, we've spoken about the real life uh, application of some of the teachings of Marvel, but some of the things that you get from it, which you want everywhere, which you get from playing PlayStation, which you get from reading a book, escapism and creativity. So not only does it teach you real life practical things, but it also teaches you how to use your mind to go extensively inwards, right? You can see these amazing images that don't exist, or we don't know exist, right? You can see a space travel. You can see these ancient lands where you talk to the gods or you talk to your ancestors. And this is, these are beautiful spaces. These are similar ideas that you get to old old tales that you might have found in, in, in other cultures, right? That are now being put out there on the screen. It's almost like folk tales have been put into billion dollar productions. The opportunity for creativity and your inner child to come out, I think should be taught more and shared more. And I think that's what Marvel do brilliantly. Let's share it with the world. Wow. <laughs> yeah, wow. This is, I'm blown away. And this is the podcast that I'm on that I'm supposed to know that everybody's going on right now. Uh, and I hope you guys have enjoyed today's episode. We spoke about communism uh, for and against the, the benefits of communism, how we can create and build communities by mm -hmm. sharing in kindness, by watching Marvel movies mm -hmm. and series. We've had Loki very recently, which uh, talked about two different versions of the same person mm -hmm. and how they battled with their uh, inner turmoil and battled with facing who they were mm -hmm. by literally looking at someone who is, who is supposed to be them. Mm. Um, do you have any final words yet? I feel like I could just sit and listen to you all day. Oh man, thank you. I'm, 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 definitely, on, I'm definitely on a high right now. 
and it's probably because of all the love that we've shared uh, over over the duration of these last twenty three minutes. I would we would also love to to hear what would what would you guys suggest to making the world a kind of place? What do you think is the unlock to connection to love to to kindness? It would be fantastic to hear because it's been a great twenty minutes talking about it, and I could probably talk about it for another a thousand years. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening. Mm-hmm. We hope you have a wonderful day, mm-hmm. week, month, year, wherever you are in the world. Hopefully a new country. I'd like to, if we have any listeners in Africa right now, I want you to go to our Instagram mm-hmm. at isahotdogapod yeah. and spam mm-hmm. your country's flag. Yeah. We want you to represent yourself and we want to celebrate that. Exactly. Celebrate exactly. Thank you very much for listening. This has been Is A Hot Dog, a sandwich with Ethan and Jed. Peace.